everyone and welcome to the Child of the Library podcast where we discover the words on our shelves and in our hearts. Hi Marika, how are you? I'm so fine. Thank you so much, Jojen, for doing my intro for everyone who has heard this voice before but was maybe wondering why this person is doing the intro that you usually hear from me. I am here again joined by Jordan, who has been on my podcast before. She is a very special guest of mine because we've also been doing a buddy read after we did our collaboration episode and we had so much fun. So I'm very, very happy that she is here for my one anniversary episode episode Woohoo! one Yay! year already <laughs> <laughs> one year yeah it's it's a super special episode for me because podcasting is like a very recent hobby and for everyone who has started a new hobby while they are an adult you know that it is sometimes very hard to keep up with the hobbies especially if it's like more work heavy like creating a podcast and putting it out there every two weeks so i'm i have to admit i know this might sound a little weird but i'm a little bit proud of myself that i made it to the one year anniversary that's absolutely not weird you should absolutely be proud of yourself everybody should practice being proud of themselves about things we're not proud of ourselves enough <laughs> and if it helps i'm also very proud of you i'm not quite at one year because i started in january but <laughs> but um it is a, always a really good feeling when you've stuck to a hobby for that long because i've uh, yeah I've got many a hobby that was started and never finished. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I mean, in the past year, I learned so much about like the craft of podcasting and speaking into a mic. And also in my case, speaking in a language that is not your native language into a mic. <laughs> So the, I have to admit, this also helped me at work because I do a lot of international work. And of course, when you speak a lot of English, apart from only reading it all the time, this also makes it much, much easier in your work life. <laughs> But yeah, in general, what is the premise of today's episode? First, we will quickly introduce uh, Jordan for everyone who has not listened to our collaboration episode before. If you are one of those people, what are you doing? Go back before you listen to this episode and listen to those two. I actually had to split it because we like this is what happens when two real book nerds start to talk. We were talking so much about books that it was like, okay, it's probably better digestible if I <laughs> just cut it in half and then have two episodes of that. So after you listen to that episode, come back here <laughs> and then you probably already know Jordan but please reintroduce yourself. My name's Jordan. I am the host of the Books to Last podcast um, which is a podcast that uh, has book lovers come on and makes them pick the only five books they can take with them to a mystery remote location and yes I've done collaborations with Marika in the past. I'm big fan of the Child of the Library podcast so I'm very excited to be here again and very honored to be on this very special one year anniversary episode it's gonna be really fun <laughs> thank you so much so what we are going to do today is that jordan has some questions that were sent in by my audience that they wanted to ask me because i thought you, you know when you hear my voice all the time 
<laughs> and I always talk so much about books and different topics. Or when I have a collaboration with someone, of course, we are mostly talking about that person and their interests or their podcast or whatever they are doing. So I thought that it would be fun because there are apparently some questions that people have about podcasting and about myself. So yeah, I thought it would be pretty fun to answer those. And Jordan will be the lovely host for this episode. And yeah, we'll do a little back and forth with me. So I'm very excited for that. Excellent. And there are some very good questions that got sent in. There's a uh, good props to uh, anyone who sent in questions. I follow a lot of podcasts and they ask for questions quite a lot. And I always find I have questions when I listen to a podcast and then I don't write them down. And then when they ask for a question, I can never, ever, ever think of a good one. <laughs> so, yes great questions and the first one of which is do you have a favorite episode that you've done in all of your time podcasting you know apart from mine of course <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah the thing is to choose if like the number one favorite episode is actually super hard but i think i will choose one that i will not talk so much on later because i think Probably at some point in the questions, we will come to like the fact on all the collaborations that I have done. Because of course, I always love doing collaboration episodes because one of the reasons why I started the podcast was that I wanted to really express my passion about books in general, of course. But it is also so nice to share that passion with someone and really experience when you do the episode together that both people really love the same hobby. I think this is something very magical and something that I very enjoyed. But to answer this question, because I had It, like three three yeah i had three collaboration guests over the past year so i will not just choose one of them because i enjoyed you all so much but i will choose a different episode and that is actually my first episode that i did the one that sort of kicked everything off because back then i was uh, still working with like not the most professional setup like i had a microphone like those little lavalier microphones that you can pin on your i don't know vest or blouse or yeah. wherever the ones that you get when you are like doing an interview or something and i had that and it was connected to my phone and i was actually cutting the podcast on my phone because my phone had a decent software and my laptop didn't <laughs> so I did it on there it was like so tiny and <laughs> I really had to like really get into the program and see what I needed to do and this whole process of setting up the first episode and also because the first episode had my reading journey as its topic and in that episode I really got to like talk about my reading journey from being like a young child by the way this is a perfect uh, opportunity to plug the collaboration episode that we did over on Jordan's podcast because her episode will go up before mine because this will be a Christmas episode that we will do on her podcast and mine will go up on the 28th of December because this is the actual anniversary so go over to Jordan's podcast check that one out because there we will talk about all the like books that she will read with her little one because she's soon going to have a baby and because it's a Christmas episode I thought this would be a nice link to Jordan's collaboration episode over on her channel yes yeah <laughs> so 
in this episode, the first one that I did, I talk about like what reading was like for me when I was a child, that I got read a lot too from my mom, from my grandpa, etc. And how this developed through my teenage years. Then I had like a total dip and did not read anything apart from what I was like told to read at school. And then it really started to kick off once I finished my studies. So really going through that, you know, that reminiscing of what was it like back then and what could have been reasons that shaped me or shaped that reading journey into what it actually was and also giving some tips and because there are some people that I'm pretty sure that really experience the same as me to like not fall out of love with reading but not doing it as much and not finding the right books and then at some point really finding the books that you want and then you know (laughs) getting a push into the right direction so that everything works well. And yeah, so I think the first episode, because there's so much that went into it technically and also from like my own experience. Yeah, I think this is this is my my favorite so far, but I'm pretty sure that in the next year that there will be another few cool ones coming. So <laughs> excellent. I mean, it's always a great I think first ones are always quite special as well. I mean, I uh, it looks like the first book in a series always tends to be everyone's favorite because it's the first one. But um, I have listened to your first episode and it is always really interesting to see the journey that you go on. I definitely relate because all of my episodes are technically collaboration episodes. I have a guest on everyone. I could I don't think I could possibly pick a favorite because yeah discussions are completely different with everyone but uh yeah so the first episode is the favorite so you know for those who are listening who haven't maybe had a chance to go back maybe came to the podcast a bit later you should go and check that one out so i mean the first episode is a big milestone because that's always the scariest hurdle especially with starting something new i remember i was gosh i was terrified when i published my first episode (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was I was so scared um, and I spent so long editing it again no idea how to edit a podcast I still use the same software on the computer but I don't do nearly as much as I did because I remember when I came out of that episode thinking I'm the only one who knows anybody anything's been done to that <laughs> um, but first episode is a big milestone what other milestones have you reached with your podcast is the second question that we've been asked I think, I mean, this will sound so very weird, but the first milestone was when I realized that someone other than people who already know me listened to the podcast and somehow like found it and said that they liked it and they listened to all the other episodes. And to be honest, one of the of the biggest milestones for me was when I was approached to do a collaboration because the first one I did not like write to someone, but I was approached to do it. And because I signed on to a platform where like content creators and podcasters could potentially like find other podcasters that they could do collaborations with. And at first I was like, yeah, you know, I I will sign on and I don't know, maybe nothing comes of it, but it will be good for me to do some research and maybe I can send something out. But I'm like a tiny podcast from Germany who would possibly like ask me to do a collaboration, you know, like all those thoughts that you have and when I was approached for the first time to do a collaboration and I I had no idea what I needed to do I didn't know what software to use I didn't know how it would be I I mean I did not know the person and the funny thing was the other partner who's actually Randy I mean everyone who is a constant listener of the podcast you know that he was my first collaboration and for him because he always has a guest 
on the podcast, but I was the first person he did not know personally. So it was like, it was nice because it was sort of like a first for both of us. But on the other hand, he had the experience with the programs and everything. And I just, I just had fun in talking about books. And because he is not a bookish podcaster, he did something totally different. But he wanted to get back into reading. And I like gave him tips on how he can incorporate reading more into his life and to like really see also afterwards how this helped him and that he really got back into reading and like finding his niche and it was so nice to like see that development in him also and I think this was like a big milestone for me personally because this was really what I wanted to do with the podcast like I wanted to express my own feelings towards books but on the other hand also help other people to find the right books that are for them and then potentially kick off them to read more so yeah <laughs> this was a big milestone to have like my first collaboration guest and of course from there there were many other great collaboration guests that I had so yeah <laughs> yeah I think I said because we met through similar software didn't we we met through yeah. the same platform in terms of uh in uh meeting guests and I think it's kind of I remember the first time I realized yeah someone I didn't know was listening to the podcast um, and I looked at my statistics and I was like oh wow that's really strange because I don't know this person because I knew most of the people who I mean for instance I know the first episode um, I knew it was uh, with a friend of mine from America so yeah I knew she would listen to it and I knew she was going to get her friends to listen to it <laughs> and I knew I had some family members who might also listen to it but it is a really strange feeling when you realize all of a sudden that you're not talking into a void and that your thoughts are going into other people's ears it's really strange <laughs> um so what would you say your biggest achievement of your first year is what do you what do you feel proudest of i actually have two so not to repeat everything that i said before i actually have two the first one is actually to like do all the groundwork of like designing the logo of my podcast that also is very like the the color scheme that i use there is very prevalent also on my instagram so you can really see okay this all like sort of ties together it's, it's from that one podcast it's very like hands-on yeah very important <laughs> <laughs> and and also like i mean this is like a tiny detail but when i went to <laughs> i actually have a phone case that has my uh, podcast logo on it so i, I have shamelessly branding everything <laughs> i've seen the uh, the phone case um, on our last re our previous recordings and it's a very excellent it's a great idea i feel like i need to get a phone case but also that i would not be <laughs> i feel like i wouldn't if someone asked me about it i wouldn't be brave enough to say it was my podcast i'd almost have to tell them that it was somebody else's and then just see if they figure it out <laughs> yeah i actually thought about this because of course like i take this to work and stuff so far I i've seen people look at it but so far nobody has asked because they probably think that it's something else but <laughs> I find that very, very funny. But everyone like from my family, they know that I do the podcast. My friends know. So whenever they see it, they're like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I, I think like doing this like design work and thinking about what do I want to do? What is like what I really want to achieve with the podcast? And also, I think this realization that podcasting is something that is that is doable. I mean, you know, sometimes when you know, for example, Spotify or Apple 
in general, when you only listen to music. Back then, before podcasts weren't like a big thing, you were always like, okay, these are just like those big artists with those big labels behind them. And they sort yeah. of have the connection with Spotify or whatever supplier and to be on that platform. And then to realize, ah, okay, there are ways how podcasts can get on that platform and then to really see for the first time when the first episode went live like oh okay I can search for a child of the library there and then it pops up and it has my episodes and that was a really crazy feeling and that was like the first biggest step for me and the first biggest achievement and I'm talking about this first because the second one I technically cannot say too much about yet so I thought that it would probably be like Yeah, not the nicest for the listeners, but I actually have a like bigger collaboration sponsorship thing in the making currently. So I can't, yeah, I can't <laughs> say too much right now, but I'm pretty sure that it will work. So I'm comfortable about talking about it, but it's just a matter of time when things arrive, etc. when those episodes actually go up. But yeah, this is also like a big achievement for me. Just that this, for some reason, that someone had the interest in working with my podcast on that level and that we could find like a good way of how we can collaborate with each other. And yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for what is going to come from that. Yeah, well, I'm very excited to stay tuned for that now because I want to know what it is. <laughs> but as, as a fan personally, but yeah, I'll, I'll uh, keep my ears peeled for it. Uh whatever comes next so we've got a secret achievement and continuing with a podcast moving more into reading what genre do you think will be an upward trend in 2022 now i can't tell is this question mainly meant for a genre you're going to read more or do you think wider in the book community which genre is going to be more popular because there are trends in the book community <laughs> yeah yeah there definitely are i mean maybe we can look at it from two angles actually like the first one when we think about books in general i like i think in 2021 not in 2020 necessarily because back then you know with the pandemic and everything everyone like sort of needed to realize okay this is sort of like a state that we will probably be in like more and I think in 2020 everyone was still in shock and nobody wanted to read anything about the pandemic and then in 2021 yeah. like the for example like Station 11 the books that have been around that deal with a virus that is you know threatening the world they have started to pick up again because people have like sort of made their peace with the situation that we are currently in and they they also say okay this is going to like be a part of our lives so we can read about it i mean to be honest this might be like a weird um way of comparing things but i never truly watched the walking dead For example, I just happened to watch a few episodes uh, with my husband when we used to like live together for the past years. And he is a big fan of the show. And also his friends are a big fan of the show. And they are like, we are not watching this for entertainment. We are watching this to prepare ourselves for when we actually need those survival skills. And I'm always like, oh. what? 
my dad is exactly the same. My dad is convinced that the way this world ends is in zombie apocalypse. He's got a plan in mind of what he's going to do if <laughs> the world ends in zombie apocalypse, uh, which is fine. If he's got a plan, I'll just go along with his plan. He yeah. was in the army. He probably knows what to do. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but I, I definitely, I, I've never watched The Walking Dead. I'm not really into zombie apocalypse as a genre but i know a lot of people who are <laughs> including my dad um so i completely get that but um it's funny you should say that because i actually bought a book in 2020 called the decameron which is a uh, sort of medieval literature and i bought it because i'd heard about it um because it's about 10 young men and women who go and sort of isolate themselves in this rural cottage to escape the black plague which is going through italy mm. um and they're doing they kind of basically putting themselves in lockdown and trying to quarantine themselves away so that they're safe um and the way they do it is they pass the time by telling each other stories and it's a compilation of 100 stories essentially told between the 10 people it's a really really long book i bought it in 2020 thinking i would read it then but as soon as it arrived i all of a sudden didn't want to read it because i was like this feels too close to home i don't mm. want to read about 10 people stuck inside the house and um, entertain in themselves with stories because there's people dying outside <laughs> so i put it on my shelf and then i finally read it this year <laughs> but um yeah it's funny that you should say that because it's very much kind of sometimes reading is escapism and sometimes it's a way to like work through your feelings yeah. yeah and i think because this is something that we heavily saw in 2021 potentially 2022 will be like the year when you know not the old books of surviving a pandemic like that are like more being more bought and more read but rather new books come to the market where they heavily deal with a topic like this or they deal with someone who needs to be stuck at home for could be another reason but you know just like that's what it does with yourself also i mean we both are very lucky that we have other people in our apartment that we can i don't know uh, make jokes about things you know just have in general a human connection Mm -hmm. But I can imagine that it was so hard and still is very hard for people who just live on their own, who yeah. were not able to, I don't know, go out and see their friends all the time or go out and see their family all the time. So, yeah, I, I think 2021 will be the year of like books that are dystopian in a way that is closer to home right now, but not like, I don't know divergent or <laughs> the hunger games dystopian this is not what i mean but something yeah. that we can really imagine because it has happened to us in the past two years and yeah. when it comes to myself what i will read in 2022 actually this is pretty hard because through our book club i have a book club with like three other girls that i know and we have like this jar <laughs> that has all sorts of genres in it and we always pick one of those genres so that we read very diversely so i always have like a rather diverse list of books that i'm reading throughout the year however i think for 2022 i have not thought about this in like length but uh, because jordan and i we are actually like privately doing a buddy read of skyward by brendan sanderson and this really has gotten me like into sci-fi even more than i was before so probably for the next year it will be like 
maybe also more like the classic sci-fi books to see what they are about what the hype is about i actually read dune shortly before we saw the film and i can see where back in the 80s or when it was written or in the late 70s even the hype was coming from i can totally see that but i can also see how very problematic the story is like taken into account where we are right now in our society so yeah i i think just like with like the real classics diving more into like classic sci-fi and also current sci-fi will be something that i'm very interested in yeah yeah probably <laughs> yeah sci-fi i am i've really enjoyed skyward as well um with our through our body read and it has definitely made me want to read more sci-fi but it is still i suppose those specific genres of sci-fi because even though i mean i've watched star wars i will eventually watch some star trek when i eventually find the time although there is so much of it and i'm i'm kind of like i'm a completer i like to mm. complete things from start to finish and i just feel like trying to complete start trek this late in the game is just going to be too difficult but <laughs> but um i my it's like with the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy i really like a very specific kind of sci-fi i like the um bombastic kind of funny uh random just uh very wacky sci-fi as opposed to the more sterile um serious sci-fi like do <laughs> um i i think that tends to be my thing guardians of the galaxy kind of sci-fi as opposed to <laughs> anything else <laughs> um but yeah it's an it's an interesting genre to get into and um i like that you guys have that jar with the different genres because I need to. I haven't looked back over my reading. I've actually read more books this year than I did last year, which was my goal. That was my only goal. Um, but I haven't seen. I haven't checked to see how diverse the genres is. It will be interesting to see if I've managed to do that. But yes, um, oh, always a really good idea. Sounds like a good book club. Um, <laughs> so I mean, that's one of the criteria you have to choose a new book because of your book club. But when you're reading, generally, what what's your criteria to choose a new book to read mm -hmm. so i actually am like a very big mood reader so i Thanks. like at, at the <laughs> beginning of like reading more after i finished with my studies i thought about like doing tbrs and this was always what i did i always had a book from my book box that i was subscribed to and i really wanted to read that and then i usually had like three or four other books and i quickly realized that this is not in general how it works for me like what really works for me is that at the beginning of the year i make a list wherever in my planner on a notepad in goodreads wherever of the books that I have on my reading list for the next year and possibly also the ones that I want to prioritize and then I whenever I have a free space in my reading and I'm like oh okay I just finished my audiobook what could be a new good audiobook that I can choose I always go back to that list and see okay what could be something that I'm in the mood for but I don't go into a specific month and be like okay in this month I want to read these four books this is not really how it works for me and how I curate that list is basically because I watch a lot of videos about and also listen to podcasts about books whenever I hear something that sounds interesting to me I always put it on my 
reading list for the next year. <laughs> so this is always very full. And then at the beginning of the year, I go through and see, okay, is this really something that I'm interested in, or was it just like, you know, on a whim because I listened to it on the podcast and I thought the episode was pretty cool, but maybe the book is not really up my alley. So I go through that and sort of like slim down <laughs> in the list a bit. But then I still have like a big pool of books to choose from. And then I just go by mood and also by by device. Let me call it like this. <laughs> so yeah. there are some books that I specifically put on there because they are recommended because their their audiobooks are great and they are a great experience. But also, on the other hand, there are sometimes books where I'm like, okay, no, I want to annotate this. I want to like really dive deep into the story. So I have a physical copy of this. And usually what I do is that I have an audiobook and a physical copy like parallelly because this is how it works best for me. Otherwise, I would probably only hear, listen to audiobooks, which is not the best thing. <laughs> because this is like so easy to do like while, oh, you, while so you cook easy. or something. Or clean and, or walk the dog. Yeah, it's just, yeah. they're just so convenient. This is why I like podcasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's also true. So, yeah. So, so this is basically, I choose from that big list. And what always happens is that the list is so big. Like there's usually like at the beginning of the year, there's like 85 books on there and then while I go through the year of course there are new things coming out that I did not have on my radar or someone mentions a book that was written 5, 10, 15 years ago that sounds awesome that I want to get into or maybe when the mood strikes me I mean you know when we did our first collaboration at the like it was still in the first half year I think of uh, I think of it was year. towards the beginning of the year yeah yeah and Back then, I said, yeah, I just started uh, like reading Emma by Jane Austen. And for some reason, I did not have it on my on my to-do list to read all of Jane Austen in 2021. <laughs> but it just sort of happened because then I was like in that in that mood and in also like my mind was adapted to the language so it was it got easier from book to book i remember with emma i still had a struggle with the language sometimes and then it got so much easier and fortunately like i started with emma which was a good starting point then towards the middle it was like up and down <laughs> between the books and then i ended on pride and prejudice so it was perfect <laughs> because i had like two very good ones at the beginning and at the end and then in the middle one good one and the others were like sort of like in between somewhere <laughs> yeah I uh, I <laughs> I feel like I might have prejudiced you towards Mansfield Park after we spoke um about Jane Austen I mean I will say English is my first language and I have to adjust to Jane Austen <laughs> um so it's so impressive that like I that you've obviously I've not even read all of the Jane Austen novels because it is a an adjustment the same as reading like Shakespeare yeah uh, you it makes sense after you've read the first few sort of chapters or parts, but you really have to kind of get into that headspace because otherwise it 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 kind of actually just doesn't make sense because it's not how we speak now, um, and it's it can be quite hard going. So yeah, um, always it's all, uh, yeah. I'm a massive mood reader as well. Um, although my goal this year was to read books that I already own, which I sort of did and I sort of bought less, but I also managed to gain three more bookshelves so i don't really know how those two things marry up <laughs> okay so you choose that's i that's a like i like that system of choosing books to read though with having 
I suppose a year list and then fishing from that that's all that's a good idea I should maybe try that <laughs> to maybe limit my choice too much because I'm finding it really difficult too I am kind of clinging to Skywood at the moment because we're about to finish it as part of our buddy read and I I don't have I'm not reading anything else and I don't have anything planned to read next um and I because I'm finding it so hard to pick yeah where to go next with it um okay so this one is a bit of an interesting question and I have no idea what my answer would be to this one so I'm interested to hear what you want what you think um for what movie that does not have a book as a basis would you like to have written the book for yourself so I think a book you would have liked to have written mm-hmm. so that's already a movie I think <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah yeah so the thing is about movies I'm I have just gotten back into movies after I met my husband and and also series like if he like listens to that episode or even like he's he's in the other room so if he listens to this by accident and uh, he hears me talk about this he will probably be like yeah I I converted her to like the the good side again because for like the longest time I did not watch a lot of movies I also did not watch a lot of series because for me back then it just was not that accessible like some series were on tv and I could sometimes watch them but sometimes also not because I was in school or wherever and uh, back then I was not so much like into streaming things and stuff this was not like the biggest thing for me at least so when we met up I got really reintroduced into the genre of like moving images where things happen (laughs) in general and but I think because so much that is a good movie has some sort of book basis it this is super hard so i think i can cheat a bit on this question and i will do a game because because i said that my husband is also a big gamer and usually with games it's easier because they often do not have a book basis but no, of course but sometimes the games are like you can really tell that there was not like a big fundamental piece of literature at the basis of it and you're like okay this was fun but like the general plotline was maybe mediocre at best but But the plots are so in depth on some of them you feel like they should be books yeah yeah and then (laughs) like you said there are some in some games where you are like okay this is so crazy that someone thought about these connections the plot twists how these characters are flushed out within the game that this should definitely be a book so I think I'm going with this one because this at least for me right now is a bit easier and that is that I would choose a game that was done by Naughty Dog and that is The Last of Us 1 and especially The Last of Us Part 2 which because it came out last year and it was it has such a big impact especially on my husband because he just loves this whole franchise of these like now two games but when he reintroduced me into like also gaming on like bigger consoles because when I was young I did game but just on my Game Boy I didn't have like a big console so when he as well yeah (laughs) (laughs) so when he reintroduced me into all of that I really like 
this game, the first one that was out back then, he was like, this is like a masterpiece. You have to watch it, like watch me play it basically. <laughs> and it, it has such a great plot. It really has some ups and downs in terms of the tension. Like sometimes there are scenes where you are like so tense, where you can really imagine yourself like gripping the book and being like, ah, what's going to happen? And then there are some scenes like strewn in between that are lighter and because before we already talked about the zombie apocalypse in this case we follow like a sort of like end timey situation as well mm -hmm. but it's not like they are sort of zombies but it's like from like fungi like some fungi thing that has been going on and these people have been like attacked by that fungi and then they start to develop like not thinking straight and start to develop into these yeah creatures let me call it like <laughs> this so of course like there's a big action element there's the survival element but at the same time you have these deep connections between the characters and the development that they go through and also the different sides because of course there are different sides that build up different different groups that come into existence with different philosophies and different outlooks of how this should be handled etc and i really really enjoyed watching this and because like for everyone who knows the game it nearly is as a movie so choosing it for this question is not the biggest stretch to be honest it's just that the that the game of course takes much longer than a movie would because yeah. i don't know how long does the does it take they have to justify so the long. cost of the game yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course of course so yeah I, i think this is something that i would that i would pick here yeah yeah this is like if you can like handle the the tension of what this game could potentially do to you i can definitely recommend it it's like a big classic and it also has especially the second one it had so much controversy within the scene of gamers because of the things of the choices that were made by the developers and just to see what an impact this had on the society of gamers so to say in quotation marks um yeah i yeah i think this would be a good good book choice and something that i would definitely read for sure and i would yeah. and this would also be a good pick for like if this were a book and not a game this would also be a great book that you could recommend to someone who likes to game because they would definitely <laughs> enjoy it <laughs> yeah it sounds really interesting i think i'll probably end up recommending that game to my husband because he he also likes games he's recently converted to gaming on his pc as opposed mm -hmm. to on consoles because he likes that he has a bit more range in the games yeah. that he can get on there because he can obviously get um you can get sort of uh mock-ups of different games consoles on your on your pc so you can it's almost like having them all in one And he really likes, he prefers games with a story uh, and like an actual plot or arc. He's, he's not into shooting games. He doesn't, he doesn't like games that where, where the sole purpose is to just like, there's no, there's no plot. You just go into it and you just shoot things. He just doesn't, he doesn't get it. So he loves like the Assassin's Creed, Assassin's Creed games. It was all the Batman games, that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, be an interesting one. It's funny. I didn't have an answer for a movie because I... I don't watch movies every single I don't know once every six months me and my husband say yeah we'll have a movie night we need to pick a night there we do a movie night and we do movie nights sort of on a regular basis because we both need to watch more movies um, and then it never ends up happening because we are 
TV series people at heart, um, I think. And it just never, we can always justify spending an hour watching an episode of a TV show or even five hours watching five episodes of a TV show. But we cannot justify sitting down for two and a half hours to watch one movie. I don't know what the issue is. Um, But when you said a game, I was just thinking, oh, I would have loved to have been the person who wrote the Professor Layton game books because they would be immense. Like proper mystery novels about the plot lines of all of the Professor Layton games. That would, I think that would, <laughs> because that would be great. I want to read mystery novels that are Professor Layton. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so, okay, so those are the end of some of the questions that you were given. You've also been mm-hmm. sent two questions from the previous guest of the podcast, Randy. Hello, everyone. This is Randy from California. And I just wanted to say happy podcast anniversary to the Child of the Library podcast. And I, you know, I have some questions for Marika. What is the biggest blooper that has ever happened on the Child of the Library podcast? It's so typical that Randy would pick a question like this. Um, I think I did not have like a really really big blooper where something happened that is also like super embarrassing or something (laughs) to tell but I think for me it's always very fun during the editing process because for everyone who does not know I record my episodes always very early in the morning before I start working so sometimes my uh, my brain is not working quite right and sometimes like this actually like before I am doing this recording with Jordan right now I was actually cutting my current podcast episode and what happened to me lately is that I said this in this book by this in this author and then I go into the synopsis of the book but instead of the main character's name I say the author's name all the time so I had to cut out every time when I say a name and this this sometimes happens where like I don't know my brain is like not working correctly and what for me personally is always the most entertaining which I like I'm super annoyed at myself every time I record but when I like hear it when I'm editing I'm always having a lot of fun is that how annoyed I always sound when I say something wrong because you know sometimes it just happens that I don't know your tongue is not doing what you want it to do and you say something very in a very weird way and then I then you very often hear an <laughs> and then like a little bit of silence and then I say that again and just to hear that little bit of annoyance I'm always like oh cut yourself some slack past Marike it's okay future Marike can edit that out it's okay and I, I mean, it, it, it's not something that is really fun, like a real blooper that you can put towards the end of an episode. I, I mean, it would just be a, a sequence of uh, me being annoyed at myself. But it might be funny to listen to. <laughs> I mean, there was just one time where I actually put in a blooper at the end. I think it was only one time where I put in a blooper at the end of my episode. And that was when I did a collaboration with an author from America, Mark Tullius, in case he's listening to this. And uh, I also met him at the book fair here in Frankfurt. But back in the day... that episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, that was super fun to like think about back of how it was like to meet him in person and how surreal it was that I get to do a recording with him and then suddenly like he's there like 
that he's really existing and stuff that was very very surreal but like back back when we did the recording he he has cats so one of the cats like was sitting on his shoulder the entire time of recording but i did not know because we didn't have a video on at the time but very towards the beginning of our episode you could hear the cat meow in the background and i didn't know that the cat was there back then and i was like oh that's the cat that's so cute and then we like talked about the cat for like a minute and then moved on and then because the recording was still going on when he switched back on his camera and i could see how this big like black cat was draped around <laughs> his neck and was just chilling there i was like oh that's so sweet and then we talked a bit more about the cat and i put that in as like sort of like a blue because I was I was a little bit freaking out because the cat was so cute. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's so good that you can carry on recording when you say something because when I record the um the only part of the my podcast that I record on my own is the intro and um if I get it wrong I essentially wipe it and start again and honestly it would probably be so much quicker if I just stopped and then redid the bit that I messed up and but I, I can't seem to make I keep saying that's what I'm gonna do I'm just gonna leave it recording um and then I never manage it and my dog will regularly if he hears me talking and I've not shut the door downstairs he will run upstairs and he's got like two or three tags on his collar so we'll just jingle into the room or he'll immediately decide that he needs to scratch his ear so we'll jangle his collar a bit more <laughs> uh, and I'm always just there going really now <laughs> But um, okay, so biggest blue. But I'm yeah. I always find that we're saying things wrong. Now, next question should you should have some practice for this last question because mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you have had to do this previously. But if you had to pick only three books to keep for the rest of your life, what would those three books be? Uh, yeah, that's a hard one because it's even less than with your list. <laughs> that's mean. Um, so I think I'm sort of compelled to like pick some that I also have on that list because those already were my favorites. However, I, okay, okay, I can I can make a little switch. So I would definitely take Animal Farm by George Orwell because I read this this year and it was like such a such a great delight. It was so so great. But because this has so much like political and societal commentary, but it's still very short, so it's okay. So this would be like more on a heavier topic. Then I would choose something that is more of a classic. I remember when we did your recording, I was like, okay, I will choose something with sisterly bonds and then ended up with a book from Kendara Blake's Three Dark Crown series. But I think right now, like if I really have to narrow it down to three, damn it <laughs> i would go with pride and prejudice because i've just read it once and i think there's so much to uncover within that story especially also for someone who I, i don't have sisters i don't have siblings so for me it it like i can still it's not hitting like so close to home because i don't have the experience of growing up with someone like that so i can be very annoyed at lydia the one sister that is annoying everyone and i can really <laughs> feel with everyone else that she's so annoying etc um so yeah i think i would pick that and then because i've got like a political one and a classical one i i think i need one that is more more entertaining so to say hmm. 
which one should I pick there? I think I would probably pick because I, I also see them like behind you in in the video that I'm currently seeing. I would probably pick one of the illustrated editions of a book. Like for example, you have the illustrated Harry Potters behind you. So I think I would probably pick one of them. And I would probably pick my favorite book, which is always like switching in between the third and the fourth book in the series. So this will be very hard, but it would be either one of those. So yeah, I, and especially with the illustrated ones, I really love the third one. Yeah, the one that you're currently holding. It's because, the best cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it definitely has the best cover. The, the fourth one is pretty cool too, but the third one, it's just... It just has that vibe and I think in general I like the the illustrations that they did in the third one the most because they're also like a little darker so yeah I, I think it would probably be the third one but then on the other hand in the fourth one you have the tournament and stuff ah, I don't know like I, I, I would need to decide like on a whim when I'm really presented with the choice but it would probably probably be one of those <laughs> i mean in all fairness if you wanted a loophole around the question if you could only keep three books for the rest of your life these could be the only physical ones you could have access to uh. any other book <laughs> in any other form <laughs> but yeah those are that's the ends of sorry go on <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty nifty i didn't even think about that i <laughs> i have to admit maybe i always take these questions too literally i mean i i was searching for a loophole with the with the movie one though so i maybe <laughs> already blew all the possibilities that i had <laughs> well i'm i'm used to um every loophole imaginable being uh, pitched at the uh, in my podcast as a way for people to possibly sneak more books in uh, onto their uh, deserted location because uh, five really is a difficult choice to narrow it down to especially when so many of my guests love series because it's really hard to just pick one book in a series as well i think i feel like it's an easier list to make when you uh, just read standalones but uh, that's just my opinion. But yeah, those are the last of the questions that you've been sent. All really, well, the ones that made the cut anyway. Um, <laughs> these are, yeah, all really great ones. And uh, congratulations on one year of podcasting. Thank so you far. so much. And thank you also so much for everyone who actually sent in a question. It was so nice to narrow the list down and like, you know, like have several different topics in there like not only about podcasting not only about books but like to have a nice mix and to be honest like when this list was curated i did not really think about the answers up front i was like oh yeah this could be a cool question and then i remembered that the last question was something with like three books that i could keep and i was like oh maybe i should have thought about this one beforehand <laughs> this is actually a very tricky one but uh, yeah I, I think it worked out very nicely thank you so much for doing the q a with me jordan and yeah so for everyone who wants to head over on Jordan's channel, because I can definitely recommend it, not only for the collaboration episodes that we did, but also for the other episodes that she puts out. Definitely do that. Her podcast is called Books to Last Podcast. And Jordan, do you want to maybe tell the audience where they can find your work? Yes, so all uh, major podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, I'm pretty sure Stitcher and all of those other places. <laughs> and then if you uh, want to follow us on social media and see when new episodes get posted and see me share awesome book content from past guests and that sort of thing, I am 
sharing that at at Books to Last Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Cool. Thank you so much. And also, thank you so much for Randy, who is potentially also listening to that episode, that he even sent in the voice clips of the questions that he had. So thank you so, so much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And until next time, I hope that we discover the words on our shelves and in our hearts. Bye. Bye. Thank you.